Welcome to the Purpose Project XXI podcast, the podcast designed to help men live purposeful, impactful, and fulfilled lives. This is your host and founder of Purpose Project XXI, Ozzy Ortiz. On this episode, I'm going to share an interview I recently did on the Strength and Dignity Live podcast with April Ortiz. April and I sit down to talk about discovering your purpose, defining your core values, creating a mission statement for your life, and a lot more. This is such a great conversation, and there's such great chemistry between us. I don't know. I think there might be something there. Well, I sure hope you get as much out of this episode as I did. Let's jump right in. Here is my interview with April Ortiz. Hey guys, welcome to the Strength and Dignity Life podcast. This is your host, April Ortiz. And today I have the privilege of having a wonderful guest with us today. He is the founder of Doug Hahn, when you decided to name this thing a bunch of bees, you're killing me, baby. You're killing me. All right. Let's try that again, y'all. <laughs> the founder of Purpose Project XXI. Enunciate, my friends. Enunciate. Yes. That saves the day. Uh, so, yes, the founder and my husband, Mr. Ozzy Ortiz. Hello, everyone. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So, I absolutely love when I get to share uh, this podcast with my husband because he is one of the reasons why I am behind the microphone right now. This guy mm -hmm. has been so instrumental in, um, <laughs> I was going to say like kicking my butt out the door and making me do stuff. True. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, what, four years ago now, That's we right. started Strength and Dignity Life. That is right. The ministry stepped out in faith, did not have a savings, didn't have anything except a word from the Lord that says, right. go and do. And this man right here, <laughs> had the audacity to say uh, at the time he was youth pastoring he's like hey god said it i'm putting in my resignation let's go on the road and i'm like where are we going crazy yep <laughs> that's who this guy is guys you're welcome yeah welcome yes so it is a joy always when i get to share uh space and time with him so today we are going to be talking about a really important topic i think it's uh like totally for this time because for obvious reasons, we are just jumping into mm -hmm. the new year if you're listening mm -hmm. uh, um, real time when this thing comes right out in January. So, but we're going to be talking about pursuing your purpose. Right. I'm excited about it. Let me tell you why. Because I've had a lot of people uh, message me and ask me questions about that. They're like, I don't know what my purpose is. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a scary place to be. Right. I think... Yeah, if you're listening today and you're like, yo, you're you singing my song, girlfriend. Mm -hmm. You're singing my song. I feel you, man. And mm -hmm. this is why we're bringing this here today. And I thought it would be the best use of our time and our uh, resources to bring my husband on for this topic because it's something that you're really passionate about. Right. Okay, so I'm sure there's people that are listening right now, never met you, don't mm -hmm. know who you are. Um, so why don't you just give us like a quick snapshot of who you are and what you're about and all that jazz. Absolutely. So my name's Osvaldo Ortiz, but everyone calls me Ozzy. So you Yo, can call I me can't Ozzy. even pronounce that still. And we've been married 17 That's years. That's all good. You can still call me Ozzy. You call me Ozzy. So I, I started this ministry purpose project exercise over just over a year ago. So not too long ago. And it was really birthed out of a desire to see men living 
with purpose, really living fulfilled lives and making an impact in their communities and in the world. And um, like you like you kind of alluded to, I was a youth pastor for many years, and it, it was in that season of youth pastoring that I began to see these, um, what should I say, call them maybe deficiencies within the generation of young men that I was working with, and really these recurring issues and patterns coming up. And so I, I saw the need to really address those specifically. And that's really the heart behind Purpose Project XXI is really recognizing the needs that were present that I, that I, that I saw firsthand in the young men that I was working with. And so that's really what led me to, to start this ministry. That's, that's pretty dope. I, I love that because it comes from a heart of brokenness. Mm. And we know that God is attracted to a broken and contrite spirit. Mm -hmm. And he, he loves that because it's his heart. It's right. his heart. And I think, like I mentioned um, right here, right now, it's like that's the cry of a lot of people's heart, right. not just young men. And for that reason, we thought, hey, let's share this message, not only with the men in the audience from Purpose Project side, but also with Strength and Dignity Life um, young ladies, because this is a common thread. Right. I just think about, you know, our demographic, our target Absolutely. demographic, 18 to 35 year olds. Many of them are in college and Absolutely. many of them are freaking the heck out because right. they're like, what am I doing with my life? What am I going to do next? Right. Many of them have changed their major like a bajillion times, you <laughs> right. know, right. I'm not knocking you at all. Yo, I got you and and and, and I feel you. Um, and so this is so good for right. this time, I think. So um, let me just let me just say, OK, so. You, you you know you made mention of of a couple things as far as purpose project and that you wanted it to be able to help men find purpose and live fulfilled lives. Right, man, that is a huge statement that right. you're making right there. What yes. you gotta say about that as we jump right into this. Yes, ma'am. Um, you know when I first started this work and I felt like felt the need and the call to start this. Uh, obviously, you were there when we first launched this vision, and it was my heart was to reach Christian young men because that's that's the demographic that I was I'd known and I work with and I saw these issues with. And so the name of this actual work and this vision was Christian Gentlemen's League when we first launched that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But as I began to really sit with this longer and began to really uh, think about the needs out there, I began to realize that there was a need for all men, not just Christian young men, to hear these, this message for a need for purpose, for meaning, for impact, for fulfillment. And that's where really we decided to cast a wider net. Yeah, uh, We changed kind of our vision and our reach mid-year uh, to really target all young men in this demographic because we saw that there was such a need for young men to really find that and uh, when we talk about really finding that purpose, it's really about figuring out who you are, who God made you to be. Okay, let me pause right there mm -hmm. because this is going to get really good. Now, just just kind of throwing this little bit of, I don't know what you want to call it, disclaimer out there, whatever. Okay, if y'all haven't caught on it, on the SDL podcast way, we are at a level playing field here. Huh. Yo, we never want to put something out there that we aren't already practicing or right. we haven't already had to hash out within ourselves. Because, I mean, who wants to hear that, right? right? I don't want to preach it. I don't want anybody preaching at me. And so why would I even do that to you? Right. So for that reason, we are in level, level playing field here. 
And what my husband is going to share is actually something that he has done. As a matter of fact, um, I'm going to do the exercise as well as we're learning this here. But I, I would like for you, because you're going to talk today about pursuing our purpose, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, I want to know sort of how you got there. Because again, this isn't something that you're like telling us do this, but it's something that you've had to wrestle through yourself. Oh, yeah. I just think back on, and I'll, I will throw it in the show notes of the, the podcast that we had, like, what was it, a, two years ago now, was it? Something like that, where we were hashing this out on how you were like, you f- at times felt like you were floundering in life because you're like, well, I, I'm not, you know, I'm doing this and then I'm doing that. And I'm like, there's just all these right. different things. And, and the whole time, it was just almost like God was preparing the ground for this right. to be birthed. Absolutely. This very thing that we're talking about, pursuing your purpose. Absolutely. And so I am going to link that in the show notes because right off the top of my head, I cannot remember which episode it was. Mm. It was really, really good. I'm talking like really, man, uh, what's the word? Uh, vulnerable. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it was real. Like you were literally putting your heart out there. Right. And I think it's, um, it's really cool to be able to hear the backstory, to hear that, that other episode when it was actually we I remember that we recorded it before mm. you came out with and, and public to say, hey, I'm going to start this ministry mm. of um, Christian Gentlemen's League at the time. Right. And so this is good stuff, man. So tell us, uh, share with us your story and how, you know, coming up with pursuing your purpose was birthed in like what you had to hash through. Because I know you're going to give us some some good takeaways today, but share share with us how you did that. Yeah, and just thank you for bringing that up because it just reminds me that even as I'm doing this work, I, I want you to know where I'm coming from. I'm not coming from a place of, look, I've figured this out. I have arrived. Now let me show you the way or my method for, you know, these are not my five points for achieving success and fulfillment in life. This is me saying, look, I'm figuring this out together. I'm I'm learning this as I go along. The, the analogy that I get and the picture really that I get in my mind as I as I'm doing this work is I've created a school, I've developed a curriculum, and now I've enrolled as my first student. I'm the first That's student good. in this work. And so I'm having to really learn and walk these things out myself as I go along. So these this is very fluid. Uh everything that we're doing, it's it's very fluid in that come a year, two years, it can look different. It may sound different. It's going to be even more developed and deeper. And so that's been the journey. That's where I'm at in this journey right now. Now, obviously, this started a while back and really coming to terms with where I was and what I was doing with my life, really wrestling, as you talked about, it was a almost like a physical wrestling. It felt like it sometimes because it was almost physically exhausting. And when I got to the end of myself and saying, all right, God, what is it that you have for me? What is this, this these angst that I'm feeling about just purpose and meaning and where I'm going to be in, in five years and 10 years and 15 years and really being wrestling with those questions and asking God's like, what, what, where am I supposed to invest my time? Yeah. What am I supposed to be doing with my time, my talent, uh, my, my resources, my experiences? Where am I supposed to be investing these and how can I invest them for your glory? Uh, and how can I use these talents to bring about uh, even more fruit and use these to, for the service of other people to benefit others? And so those are kind of where these questions and these struggles began to uh, where this was birthed from is really confronting some of these issues uh, that I was facing within myself. And as I was facing them, I knew that there were many other men who were in the same place as me, who were wrestling with these same same angst and these same questions 
but didn't know where to turn to. And, and, I, and I know that that led to so much frustration in, in my own life and anxiety within me. Uh, and so I know that if that was my story, there are many other men who have the same story, same struggles as me. Okay, so, okay, let, let's go a, just a layer deeper on mm -hmm. this one. And what I want, I want to hear from you is practically, what did that look like? Because everything you're saying, yeah, I feel you. I think a lot of people are getting what you're saying. But I, I mean, let's just, we're just going to put ourselves out there just because I think it will really benefit people to know this, this is what it looked like in real life. Mm -hmm. This is what was happening. And because I think that's going to bring so much value to when you start giving us the points. It's going right. to be like, whoa, okay. Right. Well, I mean, there's so many different areas, right? I mean, that you can apply this to. For me, let's, if we want to get super practical, let's talk about one area in my life that I felt like I had to really settle, and that's my life professionally. Okay. Let's talk about my career and obviously the finances that, that go along with that and really figuring out where, where am I going to dedicate my time and effort to as a profession? That's going to be able to provide for my family. Yeah, that's going to be yeah, able to. That's real. Uh, that's going to be able to uh, to allow me to retire someday, if you know, yeah. if that were part of the plan, uh, or or just thinking about long term goals and and just recognizing that if I didn't change anything, then nothing would have changed. Mm. You know, uh, and so I had to make some changes if I wanted to move forward yeah. professionally in my finances, yeah, and my relationships. Um, and so that's where really these angst began to, to surface really yeah. is when I began to look at that area of my life. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's fast forward to just in the last few months as you're face to face with these decisions and man, now you're really hitting the grind and saying, I got to figure this out. Mm. One, um, share with them, because I think this is really valuable and where I think that purpose project as a ministry can really come in clutch for a lot of men. And that is the fact that you didn't just sit in this yourself and stew and try to figure this out, you know, and, and raise your fist at God and say, what the heck, you know, why am why, mm. I would, I would say, why am I so doggone talented in all these different areas? And you can't just give me one thing, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But I mean, like what you did that to me as a wife, I admired so much um, that you put into practice God's word that says in the multitude of counselors, mm -hmm. you know, there's that wisdom. And so why don't you share that aspect? Because I think this is valuable. Absolutely. And that's something that we definitely encourage all men to do. And especially within the, the work of Purpose Project is that we should seek out mentorship, seek out those, those, those relationships, those friendships, trusting friendships. Yeah. Uh, and so for me, I had to apply that and realizing that I didn't have all the answers and that I was surrounded by uh, just men in my church and my community who who were professionals. Yeah. Many of them retired already. They had lived their lives. They've lived a, a solid career. They, they did well for themselves. And there's so much that I can learn from their wisdom and that I was that I was missing out on just yeah. because I was not willing to ask. Mm, mm, and mm. and so it wasn't until I began to seek that out and say, hey, can we get together for coffee and invited him out to coffee? And, and I mean, literally, I, I probably took out like six different older men yeah, to yeah. coffee just to Yo, meet. Yo, guys, just so you know, 
we went to the 55 plus Bible study right. at our church, literally sat and I, we didn't even sit together. We Mm-mm. don't sit together. We go and we like literally have our eye on look, that person seems like they have a good relationship with Jesus, that person. And we literally like pointed mm-hmm. out, these are the people that we want to surround ourselves with. We want to learn from them. And that's exactly what you did. Exactly. And so I knew that there were some older men who were once again, business owners, they did well for themselves professionally. So I said, I want to pick your brain. I want to ask you some questions. This is where I'm at in life. You know, I'm in this stage of life where I'm beginning to wrestle with these questions. Uh, what advice would you have for me? How would you lead me in this season to be able to really think ahead and what pitfalls to avoid? Uh, and so just being real transparent and honest with them as to where I was. And man, they just, I mean, so much wisdom. I, I had my notepad with me and I just took down notes and just really listened to what they have to say. I took it all in and I, and from there just began to really sift through everything and, and see how I could apply that advice to my life. How I could apply these truths to my own life. So just because I think it's, it's helpful, you pursued them. Correct. Correct. Okay. And then you were asking the questions. Correct. Okay. And were they receptive? Were they willing to share that information with you? Did you have to dig it out of them? Like how'd that work? Oh, no. They were, they were so primed and ready to give. I mean, that's, that's reality. There's so many of these men have, the men that I met with had so much wisdom stored up. And I think they were almost looking, they were looking for an outlet almost. Mm. And so when I, I came asking and knocking, they were willing to give anything and everything that they could offer. Um, so I didn't have to do much digging. I just posted the question and I mean, they just opened up um, and it was really, really uh, insightful, refreshing. I mean, I got so much from that. Yeah. I think that's a serious plug for multi-generational relationships, Absolutely. which we are totally about. I mean, our ministry is big time. Titus 2, Titus chapter 2 in the Bible talks about older women teaching the younger women how to live godly lives, how to love their husband, how to love their children, X, Y, Z, all that kind of stuff. And also uh, speaks mm. to the men as well. And I love that because there's so much value. And a lot of times we miss out. We're, we're I mean, okay, yo, who's listening right now? Okay. How many times have you said, man, I wish I had somebody I could talk to who would be able to break it down for me. Mm. And it would be super helpful. Guys, let me just say right now that you probably have these amazing people already in your church community. So from those relationships that you had, why don't you share with us these nuggets of wisdom that you received and, and teach us how to pursue a purpose? Absolutely. So pursuing a purpose, this is something that obviously is at the core of what we're doing about. It's in our name, uh, Purpose Project XXI. And where the XXI comes from is actually from the 21 principles that we've developed that serve as a framework for helping men figure out how to take hold of their lives, to take control of their lives in, in multiple areas, not just physically, not just professionally, but also just emotionally, spiritually. Uh, and so we've broken them down into basically three separate categories, if you will. Uh, the first th- seven principles will have to deal with uh, finding your purpose or, or serving a, a bigger purpose for us as believers that is loving God. And so everything in the first seven uh, principles are going to deal with how do we love God or how do we serve a bigger purpose? The okay. second seven are going to be about loving others. How do we serve with others? How do we interact with one another in relationship and community? That's what those, because after all, we were meant to be in community. And so since seven principles on how to interact with one another, how to do life together. And then the last seven are focused on how to live well. Yeah. And how to take care of yourself. And this is anything from 
professionally to emotionally to physically to image and how you present yourself and so 21 principles is what we've developed to help men but we're going to be talking about the first two principles today uh you can you can check out the rest of the principles on our website at purposeprojectxxi.org but for now we want to talk about pursuing a purpose and that is principle number one and that's where we want to kick it off because that lays the foundation for everything else we talk about at Purpose Project. And so when we talk about pursuing a purpose, a vision for your life, what you want your life to look like, and moving in that direction. That's as, it's as simple as that. It doesn't have to be super complicated or articulate. It doesn't even have to be the right, quote. I'm doing quotations here, the right direction. It just has to be a direction and you move in that direction. So begin by defining what you want your life to look like, what you will want to do with your life and move in that direction. And you kind of alluded to earlier about just how many times students in college change their majors so often. It's because they're trying to figure out who they are, what they want to do and what they want to invest their time into. And they don't want to get caught doing something that they're not passionate about. Yeah, yeah. That they're not really uh, all about or all in. And so that's why they go and kind of jump back and forth and try to figure things out. Uh, and that's all alluding to this fact that we're trying to find our purpose. We're all trying to discover that one thing we want to commit our lives to. But there's so many others who have not even started on that. Mm. And that's who I want to talk to specifically is those who are like, they're lost. They're like, I don't even know what direction to go in. I don't even know what, where to start. Well, this, it's not super complicated. Just start somewhere pick a direction and move in that direction. There's a quote that I always say uh, to you and to, yes, the, to my daughters. Do. And it says like, it's, it's easier to steer a moving vehicle. And so if you're sitting around waiting for direction, for just vision to drop on you and for everything to be laid out before, you're going to be waiting for a very long time in inactivity uh, and not doing anything. And so my encouragement is that you pick a direction, start moving in that direction and if things have to change, it's a lot easier to change directions once you're in motion. Yeah. But it's a lot harder to get something into motion. So once you're into motion, then you can you can pivot. You can make changes, but get in motion. So pick a purpose, pick a vision for your life, um, and then be super clear about that. And so something that we encourage young men to do is create a vision statement for your life. And that's something that we, we want you to think about what you want your life to look like in the future and write it, write it out in the same way that you would see a vision statement for a company uh, where they articulate what they want to accomplish in an industry and in the world, the problems that they want to solve. Well, in, in like manner, we encourage young men to do that for your own life. So create a vision statement for your own life, what you want your life to look like, what you want to accomplish in your, in your life and, and be super clear about that. It doesn't have to be long. In fact, we encourage you to keep it short, concise, and to the point. I'm going to throw a little plug in there for the ladies who are listening right now. So when Ozzy and I first met and he uh, came clean about the fact that he had feelings for me, and at the time I was a single parent, uh, had a job, I thought I was doing well for myself and all that kind of stuff. The one thing that I told Ozzy before I would even consider going out with him was I said, what is your five-year plan and what is your 10-year plan? Friends, there is a reason why I asked that. Because <laughs> that was not going to be with some joker fool out there who don't know what he's doing. Not dissing anyone. 
But Mm -hmm. I'm just saying these are good, good things. And so, friend, if you're considering getting in relationship with a man or considering being with someone, I mean, do they even have a plan for their lives? Because if they don't, then they're going to be figuring that out the whole the whole time. You know what I mean? Um, But the other reason why this is good is because if you know their vision and it lines up with your Mm, vision, that's that's super important. And that was the one thing with Ozzy and I, we wanted to do the will of our father and we saw him and we were willing to live by faith, go where God tells us Mm. to go and do what God calls us to do. So I just want to kind of throw that little um, treasure away, as I say, keep that one, put it in your back pocket, save for later when you need it. There you go, girl. That's good. That's real good. And and like I, I reiterate again, it's like, make it clear, make it super clear. It doesn't have to be elaborate and doesn't have to be super long. For example, I'll share my own personal vision statement with you. And it's my personal vision statement is to invest my life in the service of others that they may receive a return on my investment. Mm, That's good. And so I want to be able to use my life to serve others for their benefit. Now I'm not looking at to receive anything in return. I want to invest in their life so that they can experience fulfilled lives and make an impact in their own community. And so a good place to start in really helping define and figure out what our vision statement is, is by defining your core values as well. Like, what do you value as a person? What is it, what is it that you find most valuable personally? And it doesn't have to be like everyone else's. Make this very personal for yourself. These are the things you value. And so when you talk about core values, think about just about three, three to five different values that you, would, you can easily write. No more than five. Uh, now, I know for some of us, if I ask you, like, what do you value the most? That's a very tough question to answer right off the bat. Yep, like, yep. What do I, I value a lot of different things. So when I think about values, one kind of a hack that I've figured out to really help us out, figure out what it is we value is kind of reverse it. Think about the things that frustrate you. Think about the things that really get on your nerves, the things that really irritate you. For example, when people are late, does that irritate you? Maybe because you value punctuality. Mm. Is it when people are disrespectful to others or they're evil or mean? It's like maybe because you value kindness and mm-hmm. tenderness and, uh, and you value people. So figure, thinking about your life and the things that really irritate you get under your skin and you'll quickly discover the things you value, the things that are most important to you. So that's one way you can, that can help you figure out what you value in life, but really defining those things and being super clear about it. For myself, I share with my, my own core values and they're n- nothing revolutionary. I mean, my core values are to love God, to love others and to live well. Pretty simple. And, but those are the things, those are the basis for my life and what direct my life and what I use to really make decisions in life if they fall in line with these core values. And then the, the other thing I would encourage is find your calling. Now, we, this is a Ooh, big word, that right? That is a really big word. You're opening that can and I can't wait for you to answer. Well, go for it. <laughs> we're not going to go super deep into this, but figuring out your calling, because that's, that's a big question, right, within yeah. our communities. Like, I want to know my calling in life. And so one way that I've heard it defined and I thought was really uh, useful and, and made a lot of sense to me uh, was you discover your calling when your purpose becomes bigger than you. Whoa. So I can't take credit for that. I don't don't remember where I heard that. But when your purpose becomes bigger than you, then you've discovered your calling because now it's something that you can dedicate your life to. 
and give yourself wholeheartedly to kind of knowing that you'll never be able to really accomplish it because it's much bigger than you. Yeah. And that's, that's how you can give yourself over to your calling. So whatever you find, whatever you feel your purpose is, once it becomes bigger than you and it begins to impact lives around you, then you've discovered your calling. Wow. That, that's really good stuff. So just taken from some of the things that you said that I really feel like stand out, um, define what you want your life to look like. Mm. I think that's good because, um, because a lot of times we don't. And then right. there's people that later on through the years, they're like, what do I do with my life? Right. You know, with nothing. It's like, you know, God is definitely, there's the will of the father, but at the same time he created us and he, um, we get delight when we do God's will and God will put that in our heart and give us that direction for that. So I think that's really beautiful. Another thing, I love what you're saying, mm. the value hack. I'm all over that. I've been thinking about like what frustrates me and man, right off the top of my head, I started thinking about some things um, that really frustrate me and justice being one of them. Mm. Uh, so I, I just, I love that. And then just even the calling. I like that because so many people struggle with right. that. And I, I mean, if I had a dollar for every time somebody asked me about that question, Man, I'd be a rich woman right now. Absolutely. So moving on through the process. Well, before we move we, on, okay. if I can just stop you right there, because I think this is important. I think we need to talk about this idea of purpose, especially for us as believers. Okay. Because I think we waste, I, that's a rough word. Okay. We, we, um, we spend needlessly a lot of time trying to figure out God's will. Mm. And we do so in in inactivity in in being stagnant waiting and asking god what is your will for my life what do you have for me and the whole while we do nothing uh I, I, there's there's a there's a parable that jesus shared about the talents and three servants who who were entrusted with talents one ten one five and one one talent when the master returned he expected a return on what he entrusted to his servants. Okay. For us, we've been entrusted with talents. We've been entrusted with abilities. We've been entrusted with life, with something to offer. And it's our responsibility to do something with that, to invest it, to work it, to put it to work in some way. So when the father comes back, when God asks an account of us, we say, look, this is what we did with the talents he gave us. This is what we did with what you entrusted to us mm -hmm. now keep in mind that the master didn't tell the servants i want you to do this and i want you to invest it in here and i want you to put it work in this work he entrusted them and said i'm entrusting you with this and i expect the return yeah but he didn't specify how he 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 wanted them to work it out in our lives i think we have a responsibility to work the things that god has entrusted to us and not wait around and ask God and use God as an excuse or an scapegoat for our laziness or irresponsibility or yeah, inactivity. Yeah. And, and I, I say that with the deepest uh, love because I know what that's like when you're so confused and you're asking the Lord, what is that you have for me? What have you made me for? What am I supposed to be doing? And we're just going back and forth really wrestling and chasing our own tail it seems like but god is saying just do what is right in front of you to do mm, that is so good right there when so you good. don't know what god has for you do what you do know he has for you you yeah. know when you don't know the specifics 
do the general, do what you do know. Uh, don't yeah. get so ca caught up in the details and the minutia of life and figuring out calling and purpose that we lose, that we miss out, that we become disobedient or inactive. So whatever it is you have to do in front of you, just do it with all of your heart, with all of your might, and God will lead you. He will direct you. He will show you what what directions, what where to invest your time specifically, but do something, do something. You have something to offer. You have something of worth and, uh, and God wants you to use whatever you have available right now. So as you say that, it reminds me of different conversations that we've had with young people where they're trying to figure out what mm. they're supposed to do. They're trying to figure out what, what, um, maybe what career path or try to figure out what, um, you know, education, what, you know, what they're going to pursue in that. And I think about the times where I know I personally have said, or we used to say this to our girls, mm. right? Like volunteer, right? volunteer. That's if good. you think that you love kids, volunteer in nursery, yeah, so volunteer yes. in kids church. Yes. If you think that you love um, the food service industry, mm. then volunteer to, to work hospitality at your church. Do something, like you said, with what you have in front of you. And I love that. Like I, like I mentioned, my husband doesn't just dish it out. He does it. And I think about the time when we didn't have any money to eat, but you're taking a bread master class. Right. And voila, we birthed Anazeo coffee and bread because out of the fact that you used what was right in front of you. Right. Rather than sit around and say, we have no food. What are we going to eat? Whatever. You said, hmm, well, let me see what I can make up in here you know and then you 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 made that first loaf of, of mm -hmm. artisan <laughs> sourdough bread took a photo of it put it on instagram and then right. people started asking how can i buy this right you were already had uh, you know a knowledge of the coffee industry because you studied in italy and you got your master's certification out right. there you know and so you didn't sit around and say what am i going to do you started like well I know coffee. Like, mm. this is what I'm going to do. And so you put yourself out there to do different kinds of things. You trained a lot of baristas. You mm. put on classes. Sometimes you got paid for them. Sometimes you didn't. Right. You know what I mean? But in everything you did, you worked with what it was that you had right in front of you. And so I love that. I have to point that out because, again, a lot of times we're tempted to say, well, yeah, you can, you can say that because you're not in this place. But it's like, no, homeboy has lived it. Yes. I've seen it. And, and he's worked with what he has until the Lord moved into the next thing. Absolutely. You know? And that's where I come from. I come from a place of total humility and brokenness because I know what that's like. And I've had to wrestle through these things. And, and you can attest to the fact that these were like wrestlings. I yes. mean, like they were like deep, just like really gut wrenching wrestlings of trying to figure out what God had for me. And finally comes to the place in, the, in, in terms with the fact that I had a responsibility with what was entrusted to me, with what little I did have to work that and to use that and to allow God to lead and direct as he willed, but be faithful to utilize and to work the things that he had already entrusted to me. And so we're talking about just doing something. And I do want to kind of talk about the next thing that we wanted, to, uh, the next principle that we have. Uh, for Purpose Project, then that, that is principle number two, and that's to be proactive. And, and with the last few minutes that we have of our time, I do want to just kind of encourage and, and challenge us to really be proactive. And when we talk about proactivity, that's where we put feet to the vision. Yeah. We, we, we have this idea, we have this vision of what we want our lives to look like, and it can be big and we can dream, but now it's time to break that down. Now it's time to really put some feet to that and make that a reality. And so 
it's about reverse engineering our vision. Mm. So we have this huge vision. We have this idea, this dream that we have for our lives, maybe for business or for a ministry that we want to start. Okay, keep that. Write it down. Make it clear. But now how do we break that down? Let's yeah. reverse engineer that and see how do we get to that vision? How do we attain that goal? And the first thing that I would encourage you, and this is something that we don't hear about much, and that is we've heard about creating a vision statement. We heard about creating a mission statement, but I want to encourage us to write a reality statement. Whoa, what? Now, a reality <laughs> statement, and I got this from someone else, so I can't take credit for it, but a reality statement is about really being honest about where you are right now currently. Mm. Because it's hard to give directions somewhere if you don't know where you're at. Or I should say, if I came to ask you, where do I find the nearest Walmart? If you don't know where I'm at, if I called you on the phone and said, I yeah. asked you this question and he's like, okay, well, tell me where you're at. And like, I don't know where I'm at. It's like, well, I can't help you. <laughs> you cannot give directions unless you know where you're at. Yeah. And so it's important that you be real honest about where you're at currently, because it's, this is going to help you do two things. And first, it's going to ground you in reality. Uh, it's going to help you realize that you are where you are and begin to see things in the proper perspective. Number two, it's going to force you to count the cost and to plan appropriately. Because now you've you've set this big dream for yourself. Now it's time to really get your feet in the ground on the ground. Let's get your your hands in the mud. And so I, I will say this disclaimer: if you are extremely optimistic or extremely pessimistic, that I would encourage you to invite someone you trust, a friend or a family member, to help you with this. Because I think many times if we're extremely optimistic, we will fail to see our reality. Mm -hmm. And we'll want to sugarcoat everything in our lives yeah. and begin to see things not as they are. And the same if we're extremely pessimistic. And so we want to get a reality statement. We want to be honest about where you're at. And, uh, and if you need help with that, then I encourage you to invite somebody into that process who is able to tell you where you're at. Uh, and, and either bring you down a notch or bring you up Snap a diggity. notch if you need it. Uh, and the next thing is that we talked about is create a mission statement. So this is where you practically break down the way you're going to reach your vision and, and, the, and the ways that you're going to be able to accomplish that vision statement and set some realistic goals and deadlines for yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you want to accomplish this vision for yourself, put a deadline on it. Say, I want to do this by X amount of years. Uh, and, and, and that gives you something to work towards. And, and, and along the way, you have these benchmarks that you're meeting. So every year or every quarter, you're working towards these goals. And that will help you keep moving forward and kind of give you, encourage you as you're uh, accomplishing these small wins. And as well, I would encourage you to seek out a community of like-minded individuals who are going to join you in this work. But also maybe you can join in another person's work who mm. may have a similar heart be of the like mind and you can team up with them and work together in accomplishing this vision uh, and then lastly i would encourage you to is just your, your daily battle and that is win the day to daily get up and 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 win each single day and say this is what i'm going to accomplish today and and take it a day at a time i, I mean like sometimes that. it's we get overwhelmed with the big vision that it, it is, is daunting at times until you begin to break it down into single steps, right? We have to really begin to each day move forward and make progress and, and be patient with ourselves. Yeah. And know, know that if we can win every single day, then we 
after several days, after a hundred days, after a year or two, we're going to be a lot further along just by making these small steps. So don't get stuck in your own head. Mm. Win the day, uh, win that battle in your own mind. Awesome. Guys, like I said, this is going to be really, really good. And it has been. And I just want to say that um, for more on this topic, I want to encourage you to head on over to PurposeProjectXXI.org where you can get more information from my husband on this topic. But even then, um, even then, Sam, I would say your social handle yes. that, you're, that you have for your Instagram, what is that? So you can, you can find us on PurposeProjectXXI on Instagram. Find us on our website as well, PurposeProjectXXI.org, as well as Facebook at PurposeProjectXXI. Yeah. So if you go to any of those, the Instagram or the website, you're able to also access the podcast. And I just have to say, I'm jealous. I'm, I'm a little, I'm jelly, very jelly. Because when he started his podcast, which he just started it, homeboy had like all-star people first out the gate. And I'm just like, what? But it's great information. As a matter of fact, I'm going to steal some of your guests because they were <laughs> so darn good. But guys, um, he Ozzy has so much great information on this topic and other topics. What I love about your Instagram is that you really hone it in on these things, these, these particular principles that you shared today, which are only part of your 21 principles. Correct. And so he does such an excellent job, very well written and everything, very thought provoking. And so if you need to just really get your focus and get yourself just where you need to be on these things, I definitely want to encourage you to head on over to Purpose Project XXI and check that out so that that way you are able, um, you know, to really just hone in on these things right. and, and get the most that you possibly can. So as we end our time today, is there anyone, any last encouragement you'd want to give to someone that's listening right now. Yes, absolutely. And I meant to say this earlier, and I think it's important that I say this, um, that a failed plan does not mean a failed vision. Mm, that is so good. Because sometimes we, we get so caught up on failure that it cripples us. I want you to remember that a vision is an idea of how things should be or how we envision things to be. A plan is just a guess as to how we get there. So if the plan fails, try a different plan. <laughs> Yeah. Get back up and try it again. I think about even our fitness journey yeah. that we've been yeah. on. We've tried multiple plans before. Yes. Some of them gave us great results. Some of them not. And so guess what? We sucked to the plans that gave us the best results. So in our lives, whether that's fitness, whether that's life, whether that's trying to figure out your purpose and your calling, pick a plan, create a plan, live it out. If it, if it fails, Try another plan. Yeah. That does not mean your vision has failed. Stick to the vision. Uh, I believe that God bursts within us, each one of us, a vision for our lives. And it's up to us to really walk that out. And yes, there's going to be bumps along the road. We're going to fail. But don't let that derail you. And don't let that discourage you or keep you from pursuing your purpose, from pursuing that vision, from pursuing your calling. So once again... A failed plan does not mean a failed vision. So gentlemen, until next time, this is Ozzy Ortiz leading the way and challenging you to live with purpose, to make an impact and experience fulfilled lives. Love you.